This is episode 161 of the Focused Mindset Podcast. Once a month, I talk about my latest blog, and this week, I'm going to do just that. My latest blog is titled, Guiding Your Child Towards Clean and Polite Communication, Focusing on Solutions. This is a tough subject, but we're going to dive right into it. But first, let me mention my sponsor for this show, thinkingmats.com. If you were looking on my Instagram lately, you see that I did a whole little reel about my latest activities that I did with the thinking mats. They are so cool. You'll want to jump on over to share the focused mindset and see what I've been doing with that. But honestly, you're going to want to get a thinking mat for yourself because your kids don't need to lean on you anymore for solving problems. They can figure out it out on their own. So hop on over to thinkingmats.com and there's a link in the show notes for your convenience. Put focused mindset at checkout and you are going to get a 10% discount. Also, don't forget to hop on over to Amazon and check out 30 Days to Higher Hopes, my latest writing journal that will help you grow higher hopes each and every day. Welcome to the Focused Mindset Podcast. This is the one and only podcast where you can figure out how to sort out your life using the solution-focused approach. You may have heard about it in counseling, but guess what? You can have a mindset that's full of solutions rather than filled up with all of the problems that try and overwhelm us. I'm Cher Kretz. I am a solution-focused life coach and I'm a school counselor. Here, we discuss how you can be the best version of yourself in your home and with the people you love. Jump over to my website, thefocusedmindset.com to learn more about our products and services. Hello, welcome to this week's podcast. I'm so glad you've joined me. I'm also so thankful for those of you that have filled out my survey. Some of you guys know, because you are a part of the Focused Mindset community, that I sent out a survey last week. I have a list of eight topics, and I want you to tell me what your top three are. And if I forgot a topic, I have a place where you can fill it in. I'm going to leave that survey open for one more week because although my email community has given me a lot of feedback, I also want to hear from you. So check out the show notes and I'm going to leave a special link for that survey so you can be a part of it. I want to hear your voice. But many of you have been waiting to find out the results so far. And so far, the three top topics are stress and anxiety, creating boundaries, and building up self-esteem. Maybe you're thinking, yes, that is exactly what we need in today's society. But if you want to change it up, take the survey if you haven't already. Thank you for all of those that did. Now, if you would like my special notes sent directly to you, I would love to be able to do that. I have a really unique communication and connection with the people that are part of the Focused Mindset uh, newsletter crew, I guess you could call it. I send out monthly newsletters. I send out little hope notes. 
And you can do that also by checking the link in the show notes or just go to my website, thefocusedmindset.com and click the area where it says, get the newsletter and the hope notes. Actually, when you get my freebie that I'm giving away right now, 35 journal prompts and conversation starters, I also give you a subscription to my newsletter. So with that, let's get started. I wrote a blog because so many of my clients and uh, so many parents are coming to me asking me about how to help their kids communicate appropriately, not only on the playground and with their friends, but online. It's tough. This is a heavy subject because honestly, kids know exactly when they can get away with talking in an inappropriate way and when they can't. So when parents find that they've been communicating uh, maybe online inappropriately, it just seems to shock them. I've had parents crying saying, appalled, saying, no, that can't be my child, because we want to look at our kids with just the most pure eyes. When we dive into this subject, it's talking about profanity, but it's also talking about inappropriate sexual talk. Kids start so young, sometimes they don't even know exactly what they're saying. They just know that's what they've seen other people say, and it gets a reaction. So they do the same thing. It is so important that we instill values in our child. And that is why I wrote this article. Now, remember, I'm just throwing out there some ideas. Everything that I say, you need to filter with your lens of your own values and what you feel rings true to your family. I think I have changed a lot from my first child to my last because in the first one, I really wanted to shelter her from all, all communication that could be wrong. But I have to tell you guys, I think I went overboard because I remember a time when my daughter was in, I think, first grade or second, and she read uh, well above, my oldest one read well above her reading level. So she raised her hand, uh, if I remember this story correctly, she raised her hand in class because she wanted a word in her book to be clarified. And the teacher said, well, what is it? And she said it out loud, and it was a cuss word. And not only did all the kids laugh, but she got herself in trouble. And she came home and said, mom, why didn't you tell me that this was a cuss word? I was so embarrassed in class. Here I was sheltering her and I failed to teach her what these words even were. We literally hardly ever slip up and cuss in our home. So she was mad at me because I didn't properly prepare her. (laughs) So we laugh at that story now, but the truth is there is a balance and I probably swung too far to the other side with my oldest. Now I have my youngest. And guess what? I'm probably swinging too far to the other side. My husband listens to, okay, a lot of rap music. And when she was young, there would be cuss words that would slip out. I would have never let that happen. And some of you might be appalled, like, I can't believe you do that. But with my third one, I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to take an approach where I teach her that sometimes now and then there's language, but we can put boundaries. We can turn it off. We can recognize that and then 
uh, have boundaries around what we say, even though we hear things in the real world. So I realize as I go through this blog that I wrote that you're going to put your own values around it. But in a day, in an age where social media and the internet and communication across various platforms have become the norm, it is critical to teach our children the importance of responsible communication. As parents, we may find ourselves concerned about our children using profanity, inappropriate language in their speech, and online. But fear not, this is your guide to teaching your child the importance of using polite and clean language, both in their speech and in their written communication, all while providing solutions to better communications for the entire family. Together, let's build a respectful and solution-focused environment for our kids. Communication is truly the key, and that is the very first topic in the blog. Before we dive into specific techniques, it's important that we remember that it all starts with open honest communication with your child. Help them understand the impact of their words and why using profanity is inappropriate and why they need to find different ways to express themselves. Remember to avoid talking about the problems too long because the goal is to find solutions. At the end of the conversations, you want to have your child come up with a plan of action for the next time they're tempted. Encourage your child to ask questions and engage in healthy dialogue about this subject. Children can be more likely and will be more likely to listen to you when they feel understood. Even when they need correction, it's so important that they feel heard in this critical conversation that you have. My motto is always listen and then listen longer. Because after they talk, they sometimes need to say even more. So after you listen, ask them, what else? Get them to fully express themselves. Remember, understanding the problem from their eyes sets a foundation for lasting solutions. So there's four basic guidelines that we're going to talk about. I guess you could call topics that we're going to talk about. One is establishing rules and consequences. Two is leading by example. Three is encouraging alternative words and phrases. And four is monitoring the consumption of online interactions. So let's start out by talking about establishing rules and consequences. Dun, dun, dun. It's time to lay down some ground rules. Do this by setting standards that line up, like I said, with your family's values. Explain to your child that respectful language is expected both online and offline. Let them know exactly what you mean and give examples. Never assume that they get it. It's okay for them to answer back with, I know, I know, because being clear is way better than being too vague. 
Another thing is don't wait for your child to be caught in the act before you come up with consequences. Let them know what will happen if they use inappropriate language and provide consequences for repeat offenses when they do get caught. Make sure to be consistent so your child can depend on what you say. The goal is for them to be able to take responsibility of their actions and create a habit of communicating appropriately. That's why these things are critical because if you completely ignore it or you're vague, they're going to make up their own guidelines and then you're going to have to uh, undo that or possibly you won't be able to at that point. All kids will hear or read inappropriate communication at some point, especially if they're playing online games or they uh, play anything that has a chat feature or if they're a part of a group chat room. They will also hear it with their friends in their social world. So let them know what your expectation is, no matter what others do. So they're ready to make wise choices. If you don't let them know your expectation, they won't know what to do. They're going to think, you know, I want to be cool. I want to be included. And they're going to, uh, they're going to, I guess, kind of like let little things slip out and see what happens. And they might do that far too early than they need to simply because you didn't set the expectation. So do that with all the different ways that kids communicate Don't be surprised if you find out that they're making mistakes, especially when they're talking and chatting with their friends. When they do, be ready with consequences that your family has clearly established. The next topic is leading by example. Yes, we are the example. We're parents. So the best way to teach polite and clean communication is by being a role model. Children often learn their behaviors by observing the actions of the adults around them. But let's face it, when we're in the comfort of our own homes, communication can be more relaxed. So try to be mindful of your own language and your choices of words, especially when you're around your child. And straight up, be prepared to apologize if you slip up. Let your children know that no one's perfect. Simply be proactive by teaching your child the difference between communicating at home and communicating at school or work. Let them know that you hold yourself to a standard as well, so they don't begin to think that cursing is a way to act like an adult. Teach your child about how they should communicate in each environment that they're in, so they have a clear understanding of what's expected of them. You see, they might think that they hear you slip up, so that means you slip up everywhere. But when they understand that there's a difference between the way that you communicate in a professional realm or um, with, with some people as opposed to other people, see, they need to know that you hold yourself accountable, so they need to hold themselves accountable as well. And this leads right into encouraging alternative words and phrases. As parents, we can help our child express their emotions in a sophisticated manner by providing alternative words and phrases. For instance, if they feel frustrated, you can teach them early on to say, I feel frustrated, rather than throwing out a cuss word. 
You can also come up with silly words and phrases that can be used instead. This can be a little more lighthearted and fun when you do this. As long as the word is not offensive to your family, this can provide uh, a redirect, if you will. So I think about the time that when my daughter was young, somewhere along the way, her friends decided to use the word Brussels sprout for a variety of less than appropriate language that she was tempted to say in the heat of the moment. It was so effective that now and then I started using it and other family members started using it as a substitute. Brussels sprout. (laughs) Even now, Years later, my family will use that word now and then to express frustration as well as do it in a lighthearted mood. You see, I leaned into it. I, I knew that she was, you know, substituting for a cuss word, but in this case, it was okay. It lightened the mood. It's a good idea to keep a list of positive and neutral words and practice using them in a variety of situations. Make it fun. Make it an engaging exercise. Everything doesn't have to be heavy. Now, the next subject we're covering is monitoring media consumption and online interactions. Ugh, it can seem like a never-ending task to make sure your child has a low exposure to inappropriate content, especially in today's world. Still, It's time well spent for your child to have healthy communication habits. Take the time to familiarize yourself with your child's favorite websites, games, and TV shows. To the best of your ability, know what they're seeing and hearing. Be open to them talking about what they hear. When we're quick to judge what they like because of their language, it can create an unnecessary barrier. Rather, find some reasons they like that channel and show and discuss what boundaries are necessary to support all of your family values. To further protect your child from profanity and inappropriate language, you may want to look into parental controls. The uh, features come on most devices and it safeguards them from Uh, online experiences. I know some families that have some pretty tight controls and it's helped them have a little more, uh, I don't know, just help them breathe easy with the whole situation. I realize though, it's a tough task with music, movies, and even casual conversation. Sometimes we find inappropriate content. (laughs) Although they may hear it from time to time, they can choose to use polite and clean language for themselves. This is a choice. And that's an important thing for us to let our children know. Just because they see it written, just because they hear it, does not mean they need to choose that for themselves. We're trying to create a lifetime of better conversations. It's not all about the moments. It's about their entire life and their habits. The goal is to have that happen for their entire life. And that's why we're teaching our child polite and clean communication. In this digital age, it's more important than ever. By focusing on open communication and establishing clear expectations, by being a role model, and by offering alternatives while monitoring their, in, their media conception, all of this 
will help you encourage them to be respectful, solution-focused, and you'll create an environment of growth for your child, an environment where they can thrive. Remember, teaching children the importance of what they say and write is a continual process. It's not something you just do one and done. As a parent, it's our responsibility to keep nurturing, keep reinforcing positive communication habits throughout their developmental years. I mentioned the Focused Mindset newsletter, and that is a tool to help you every step of the way. Because this will come up when you least expect it. Be ready. You see, the Focused Mindset newsletter, I figure, um, because you know my email that it's going to come with, uh, come to you with, it's um, the Focused Mindset, share at the Focused Mindset, you can just leave it those all in a folder. And when you need solution-focused tips and tricks, you can just go straight there, read it, and then you'll be ready. You'll be ready when the time comes. So you won't be one of those parents that are in tears and shocked and surprised. You could say, okay, this happens and we are prepared for it. So please get on that. I would love to send that to you each week. It's a tool to help you, like I said. And honestly, it's your family values that matter. I want you to be armed with tips, armed with strategies. So you are always walking on the path towards raising polite and respectful communicators. I would love to hear from you. What works in your family? What roadblocks have you come up with? How have you adjusted your communication as you go from child one, child two? Feel free to contact me. You could do that through my website at thefocusedmindset.com or you could email me at share at thefocusedmindset. So it's time for us to get going. I appreciate that you care about your children and your family and how they communicate and move forward with this day with an intention that matches your values. That's the best way to have peace. So until next time, live solution focused. Before you go, don't forget to check the show notes where I'm going to leave the links to my social media and the different places you can find me. And I want to invite you to be a part of my email community. It's absolutely free. And this year I'm doing so much writing and so much reflecting, and I want to send things directly to you. I send the special notes to my email community and you can email me right back. You have a direct line to ask me questions without any barriers of a website or anything. Check the show notes for that link or go to thefocusedmindset.com. And if you click on getting the journal prompts, you also automatically are able to be a part of my community. And if you're interested in supporting this program, there's three ways to do it. One, make sure you're following this program so it comes up as one of your favorites. Two, share it either on your social media or with someone you love straight to their email. And the third is to leave a review. And I love reading those. By supporting this program, we're helping people be solution-focused. See you next week.